Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I am learning. And we are continuing our way through all of the 48 Tracy Ullman shorts. The, uh, dang, I'm one of these days I'm going to get this intro <laughs> right. The shorts where we first come to love, know and know the family we would come to love as, <laughs> fuck me, the Simpsons. We are now on, we are, we are on short 35. <laughs> The Crest of the Clown Show. Yes. Okay. That wasn't too bad. <laughs> uh, neither was that train wreck. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we're going to kick off in the usual fashion with Caitlin giving us some specs from the big book. Yes. The Crusty the Clown... <laughs> The Krusty the uh-huh. Clown Show originally aired on January 15th, 1989. The kids go to see Krusty the Clown's live TV show. To his great disappointment, Bart discovers that his hero is not a real clown, but merely some guy in clown makeup. Uh, that's... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> that's kind of it. Yeah. yeah that's kind of it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Okay. Have you ever been to a live TV taping? Um, No. I saw, back in the day, uh, I saw Conan O'Brien live. Oh, okay. And uh, I will say, uh, to Bart's credit, when Conan O'Brien came out, his TV makeup was caked on really, really, really thick, and it did not look like him yeah, at all. Yeah, I, I didn't see the taping, but I went to a rehearsal for uh, the Jimmy Fallon show when he was still in New York, uh-huh. and um, he did, he wasn't made up. He, they were... Um, they were testing jokes with on with an audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wasn't like made up or anything. He looked like Jimmy Fallon. Uh huh. So. I don't know if everybody does this. I, I, I guess maybe they do, but I was surprised to see that Conan O'Brien was his own like warm up. Like when we were there, he came out and like gave some like. Oh, well, that's jokes weird because he had Andy Richter with him normally, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there, but there was like a there was like a second warm up guy, like a second warm up comedian who was not Andy Richter. Mm-hmm. There was somebody else, but like Conan came out after he did a little bit of a warm up act there, and then uh, cracked some jokes on his own. And they weren't the same jokes from the episode mm-hmm. either. So, uh, it's at least as far as I can recall. But um, yeah, it was uh, it it was a really fun experience. I'm glad that I did it. Mm-hmm. But it you know TV is so different from like theater performance mm-hmm. is just uh, it, in, in the same way that like podcasting is different from a theatrical performance too like you just have to like learn it and mm-hmm. so it was interesting in that moment because i was pretty young i was in college uh was this I, in la or in new york it was in new york okay yeah he was in he was still in new york he was late night with conan o'brien okay uh at that point yeah so i got a t-shirt from it cool it's probably in our closet over there. i used to have a david letterman t-shirt but i don't think i have it anymore I think I've seen that shirt. You might have. I think I have. Yeah. <laughs> I am way too fat for that shirt, <laughs> that, that, uh, that Conan O'Brien shirt. It, like, it was small on me when I got it. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, so I, I am like really happy about having been able to do that because I think that Conan is like one of the great comedians of our generation. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very happy to have seen him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, when I saw Jimmy Fallon, the guy from the Roots was with him because he was doing. It was Friday, so mm-hmm. he did a segment called "Thank You Notes." Oh, and um, he the keyboardist from the Roots. I think his name is James. Uh-huh. Um, and he was playing along with him while he read the thank you notes. Oh, so. oh sorry. I, I don't um, think Steve Higgins was there. I had. Uh, I know that you know this, but I had. Uh, I think it was that same trip to New York 
the opportunity by accident to see um, oh Jim Gaffigan Jim Gaffigan mm-hmm. yes uh, because uh, being a kid walking around New York somebody walked up and said hey would you like free tickets to this comedy club and we were like yeah and so we went and it was the New York Improv. And we went in, and we did not know that uh, you got free tickets, but that meant that it was a two-drink minimum. But mm. we were all underage, so oh. like all we could get was like Coca-Cola. Right. And but anyways, we were sitting there watching the set, and in the middle of the set, uh, the MC comes out and he goes, "All right, you've seen this. Uh, you've seen him on Conan O'Brien, and you've seen him on these other shows. Welcome to the stage, Jim Gaffigan." And I was like, "Are you serious?" And sure enough. Homeboy walks out there, and he was doing exactly that. We were mm-hmm. talking about with um, Jimmy, Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. He was testing jokes. Mm-hmm. He literally had his jokes written on cards in yep. front of him. and One pocket was for good. Yeah. One pocket was for bad. Yeah, That's he, exactly what Jimmy Fallon yeah, did. Yeah, he was yeah. very clearly like putting the ones that got better responses in one his one of his back pockets and the mm-hmm. others in the other. And I, I, w- I was just so, like, as a performer, I was so grateful to see that. Mm-hmm. Like to see somebody, you know, to see that process a little bit and peek into it uh, because all you ever see is the finished product, you know, and that happens with me a lot. Like, you know, in my job and what I do, like people see the finished product. They don't see the hours and hours and hours of very boring stuff yeah. <laughs> that goes into that. Kind I of listen thing. to a lot of podcasts that have um, the people on them are stand up comedians uh-huh. in addition to hosting podcasts. And they talk a lot about the process and like how you know, like they feel like they're going out there and like, you know, dying every night. But yeah, you know, it, it, it it's it's a process. Yeah, and I don't know why, but <laughs> it wasn't until I was older that like I didn't realize that like you know when when somebody goes on tour doing stand up. It's the same show every night. Yes, they're yes, not. They're yes. not just telling jokes willy nilly. Me too. So yeah. like me and Steve Jackson, you know, when we went and saw Ron White, mm-hmm. we were listening to some of his stuff going up there, and it was delivered in the exact same mm-hmm. way. And I thought and I did not realize, and this was like last year. No, like, it wasn't. It was twenty twenty. Was it twenty twenty? Yeah. Yes, it was. It was January twenty twenty. It was right, right before, before everything. But anyways, like I guess I just never put it together that like. A stand-up comedian has their bits, just like a musician or band yeah. has their songs, and they do their bits. They play their songs, yeah. And like that is really relevant to me and what I do because I I sometimes feel like if I have to do a show a couple of times in a row, like I shouldn't do the same show because I should do something else. But that's not what professionals do. The audiences don't know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so like yeah, I. You know, you, you hear all the time about, like, bands who get sick of their own songs. And uh, and I, I'm sure that it's the same with, like, comedians. Because Ron White did the tater salad bit, mm-hmm. you know, while we were there. And we all loved it. We mm-hmm. all laughed. And he was great. And uh, he's making bajillions of dollars sure by telling is. the same story the over same, and over again. The same jokes, You should really yeah. work on that. Because <laughs> you tell the same stories over and over again. That's true. But you're not making bajillions of dollars. No, we no, we don't even have a Patreon account. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this short. All right, let's talk about the short. So Bart is going to see the Crust of the Clown show. So we, uh, uh, Bart, Maggie, and Lisa are standing in line, mm-hmm. uh, standing in front of a a big poster mm-hmm. with Krusty on the front of it. And he says, after all these years of watching it on TV, we're finally going to get to meet Krusty in person. They head into the studio and he said, you know, I based my whole life on Krusty's teachings. Yeah. 
And then they get into the studio and Bart is very underwhelmed. Yeah. It's, it's very gray and boring and studio-like. Yep. It looks like a studio. Yeah. There's like wires on the floor and stuff. I um I recently, uh, because of a contract that I did, was on TV and I was in, <clears throat> I was in a TV studio, you know, and you, you forget that what a studio looks like, mm-hmm. like what's on the camera is very vibrant and well curated and very and nice small looking. comparatively speaking. Yeah. The room is always way bigger, right. Yeah. Than, uh, than the actual like, uh, filmed space, mm-hmm. the, 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 the spot. set. Yeah. Thank the, you. The set. God, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been performing professional for actor years. over here. Everybody <laughs> performing for 30 years. Can't think of the word. Yeah. So, um, Bart, Bart is underwhelmed. He's like, Crusty can't work in a place like this. Yeah, You've got to be kidding me. He calls it a dump. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyways, so we then cut to the opening of the show and we see Krusty. Mm-hmm. We we have not seen him. No, this is the first time. Yeah, yeah. He kind of looks like Krusty. Kind of sounds like Krusty. Yeah, I would say for the most part he's there. His hair's a little weird. Uh-huh. It's a little too pointy. Um, but for the most part he's he's Krusty. Yeah. And he's and he's talking to the camera. <laughs> and we he uh yes, he's talking to the camera and then we cut over to Bart and Lisa and Maggie in the studio. And Lisa says, "Hey, he looks different mm-hmm. in uh, in person." And Bart says, "That's not Krusty. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way that's Krusty." But well, Krusty, uh, uh, Krusty then says he's going to head out to the audience to ask, you know, talk to some of his loyal fans. And he says, "What's your name?" And puts the microphone in front of Maggie. He then uh, puts it in front of Bart and says, what's your name? And, uh, of course, with Maggie, we, all we get is the pacifier noises. Mm-hmm. But then we've got Bart, and Bart says, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? Yeah. Is that the first time? I mean, I know we've seen it on the show show, but... I think that it might be the first time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for, from all of these shorts. It's kind of weird. It's funny to see, like, the origins of the stuff in uh-huh. the show from the, from the shorts. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, we, what we uh, see is, you know, Krusty responds, well, I'm your old pal, Krusty. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, yeah, well, what's the secret motto? Krusty uh, then manages to find the, uh, the motto. What is it? It's like, when you're feeling sad and blue, there's a Krusty smile. Who's in, who's in you? Or something, something like that. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> I got to remember. But uh, anyway, uh, Bart says, well, you may know his motto, but you're not Krusty. And he reaches up, pulls the nose off of Krusty. And then Bart grabs the microphone and tries to alert the kids at home mm-hmm. that he that you know Krust, that this is an imposter. We then pan out from Krusty uh, trying to get the microphone back and shaking Bart <laughs> to, to <laughs> Marge and Homer are on the couch watching and they are just they are appalled. Yes, and that's the end of the short. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Was was that what you were doing while I was on TV? <laughs> a couple yes. weeks ago. Yes, I was. You were I was like this. Oh no. <laughs> um. No, I didn't do that. I was at work. So, anyway, um, I uh, I appreciate that we we see the short here. Um, Krusty. This so this is the first time we see Krusty. Mm-hmm. But it, this is also, of course, because it's the first time we see Krusty. This is the first time that we see what will be repeated in a later episode, where uh. And it's that talking to the audience is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's time for my favorite part of the show. Talk to the audience. Oh, this is always death. <laughs> yeah. Not, not good. 
So, anyways, uh, okay. Well, I thought the I thought it was cute. It sort of an abrupt ending there, but a lot of these shorts te- seem to have. Yeah, that. I mean, they're shorts. What are you gonna do? Complain. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that more or less wraps it up. Doesn't sound like you have any opinions. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, it was fine. It was okay. good. Uh, it, it it was interesting just to like. Bart is very devoted to Krusty before yeah. he realizes that it's not. He's not. Yeah, Bart's now. devotion to Krusty is almost is almost unwavering. Yeah, like, uh, he it is almost um, unconditional. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, okay. So, uh, I think that more or less wrap everything up. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and follow, uh, hit that subscribe button. And while you're there, do us a favor. Leave us do us a favor. <laughs> <laughs> leave us a review uh, on the platform that you're listening to this to. You can give us a rating, the highest rating, please. And also make sure you're following us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Escalators Nowhere Pod, and we are on Twitter also at Esk to Nowhere Pod. And if you'd like to send us an email, we would love to hear from you. Go ahead and send us a li- drop us a line at Escalators nowhere pod at gmail.com oh yeah okay all right well that's going to wrap us up for this week we will look forward to next week uh bonus episode which will be bart the hero mm-hmm. so until then i'm robert i'm caitlin i'm a season simpsons fan i am learning and we'll look forward to seeing y'all next time so until then smell you later bye bye, bye.